Hey, you're listening to the 82nd edition of the Bitochen Podcast. And it's a beautiful day here in the hills around Beit Shemesh. A little bit windy, so I have a wind guard on the microphone. So the sound may not be as clear and as pretty as usual. But the concepts will certainly be, hopefully, with Hashem's help, as clear and as pretty as usual. The Zohar says like this, we have two more pieces from the Zohar. And then we're going to jump into a new section in the Sefer B'Tach B'Hashem, where he goes through psukim, beautiful psukim from Tanakh, from Tehillim, that speak about the concept of Vitachon and uh, really inspirational ideas. Let's see. The Zohar says like this. This is in Parshas Vayakel. Pasach Omar. He started and he said he brought the Pasach, which we say every day in the Halalukas, which is also a beautiful song. Praiseworthy is the one who the God of Jacob is helping him, meaning he's placing his faith in Hashem. He places his faith in the God of Jacob. His hope is to Hashem, his God. Beautiful Pasuk. Why does the Pasuk in Tehillim and Psalms, why does King David? single out that Hashem is the God of Jacob. Why is it that when we speak about hope, when we speak about when we speak about our faith in Hashem, why do we refer to Hashem as the Kel Yaakov, the God of Jacob? What was unique about Jacob? And this is actually something I was thinking about today. And I'll tell you about that in a moment. What is only the God of Jacob? Why is he referred to that way? Yaakov had nobody to rely upon. Yaakov didn't have his parents with him when he ran away from Esav. He was being threatened by his brother Esav. And he ran away. He ran up to find his wives. But he left the land of Israel in order to escape from danger. He didn't have his parents with him. He didn't have any wealth with him, says the Zohar. Right? So, it's Kel Yaakov, because think about it. When we, when, we, when we believe in ourselves, when we have, a, let's say, wealth, or we have on whom to rely besides for Hashem, so our faith in Hashem is not complete. Our faith in Hashem is minimal. Because we know that we can do it ourselves. When is it that we see that a person really has faith in Hashem? It's when push comes to shove. It's when that person has nowhere else to rely. Yaakov Avinu said another song, Right? Yaakov Avinu was alone. He had nothing on him. He just had his stick. That was all that he, that he had. And returning, he was returning with a lot of wealth. But he recognized that Hashem helped him before. And he had developed his bitachon when he had nothing. And now he knew that even when he had a tremendous amount of wealth, he still needed to depend on Hashem. But in referring back to the time when he left his father's house, he had nobody upon whom to rely. And nevertheless, he did rely on Hashem, right? 
he had a Kodesh Baruch Hu to rely upon. He made his oath and he said, he asked God to, to be with him, to protect him, to take care of him. He asked Hashem for everything that he needed, and Hashem responded in kind. Hashem gave him everything that he asked for. So when we speak about, the Zohar is saying, when we speak about our trust in Hashem, when we speak about our desire to have faith in Him, Praiseworthy is the one who, who has the God of Jacob as his trust, because just as Jacob had no one else upon whom to rely, so to our feeling and our bitachon needs to be that I have no one else to rely upon. I only have Hashem, just like Yaakov, you know, had nothing, he was poor. And I was thinking about this in the context of, you know, Baruch Hashem, the Jewish people has, has wealthy individuals within us, I'm not coming to say anything negative about them, but I was just thinking about, personally, my experience, I'm not, I'm not a rich person, and I say I don't want to be a rich person, and uh, I'm not interested in that Nisayon. But um, part of it is, it, it, you know, not being rich, Baruch Hashem, I have my needs, because Baruch is constantly providing for everything that I need. Baruch Hashem, a beautiful family, a home, a car, etc., bills to pay. But, but I don't have the money pouring out of the, the heavens, uh, or any, for, from anywhere else, for that matter. And, and I have to depend on Hashem. So I very much relate to the Zohar. I have to be depending on Him, and I have to be calling out to Him, and I have to be asking Him for help and guidance. And... Uh, you know, when the money comes, I, I so appreciate it. And Baruch Hashem, it always does come. But there's, a, there's never this sense like, Magiali, I deserve it. Or there's never this sense that it's just coming. It's just coming. I just don't know where it's going to come from. I don't know. And when I get that phone call to do a job, Baruch Hashem, some, I have a wedding, I have a few weddings coming up, Baruch Hashem, that I'm singing at. When I get those calls, I get, you know, there's a sense of HaKadosh Baruch who's taking care of me. That's the sense of It's 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 an advantage to be connected to Hakadosh Baruch Hu in a way that He is taking care of me, and I'm not taking care of myself per se. And I think we'll see more of that. I don't know if we'll get to it this week, but we'll see more of that in the psukim that we're going to read. Okay, now we have another piece in the Zohar, which we actually say every time we bring out the Torah, we bring out the Sefer Torah, we read this piece in the Zohar, and. I'm going to actually read it in the Aramaic because we say it and we might not know what it means. It's worth contemplating. You are the one who gives sustenance to everything and you are the one who gives livelihood to everything. You are the one that rules over all of the kings. Kingdom, the kingship is yours. So who are we speaking to? We're speaking to God. We're speaking to the king of all kings. The one who has all the power. The one who has everything. I know after the Kuchabrichu. Interesting. What's the approach when it comes to how we think about asking Hashem for our needs? I know after the Kuchabrichu. I, Hashem, I am your servant, right? As we've spoken about, a person can be person can be not a servant of God and also merit to have bitachon, also merit to have miracles occur for him, but the higher level is where we appreciate our relationship with Hashem, our obligation to Hashem, and out of that place, 
make a request. Now, we shouldn't confuse that and think, I can't make a request if I don't, I'm not such a good boy. But ideally, it starts off with Ana Adu I am the servant of Hashem. I bow before him and in front of the honor of his Torah at all times. I do not depend. I do not want to depend on any human being. I don't want to depend on... It's an interesting uh, phrase. Bar means a powerful person. It can mean a powerful person. It can be I mean, a judge. It could also mean an angel. I don't want to depend on anybody else, any other power. Only you, Hashem. Only on the God of the heavens. He is a true God. His Torah is true. The words of his prophets, which we're going to learn shortly, are true. And he has great compassion and kindness. And he's absolutely true. His judgment is true. He's absolutely faithful. He has absolute integrity. It is upon him that I place my trust. And on His holy name, His holy, exalted, and honored name, that I'm going to say praise. And then, of course, you know the end. So, which I think, you didn't include it here, but I think it's also connected, as we, because we said, Shem, please help me understand your will. Help me understand your Torah. Help me understand what it looks like to serve you properly. Fulfill our requests. Fulfill the requests of all the people of Israel so that we should have good life, we should have peace. And how do we get that? It's through our faith in Hashem. It's through our bitachon. It's through our commitment to fulfilling His will, coming close to Him, and and, uh, establishing and upholding our relationship with Him. Okay, so there ends the section from the Zohar. And now we begin a section with Psukim from Tanakh, from, from, the, uh, from the books of our prophets. And I'd like to read to you his short introduction. We're going to bring, he says here, all of the Psukim, but I don't know if we can get all of them, but we'll get a number of Psukim that speak about Bitachin and Hashem. And we're going to bring some explanations which explain the concept of Bitochen. He says, if you look at the explanations here that we're going to see together, you will find many different novel ideas that you wouldn't have otherwise seen, perhaps. It shines a beautiful light upon the concept of Bitochen. It will help us to have Deeper insight into Bitachim. Let's see. He starts off with the Pasuk in Yeshaya. It's interesting. He starts off with Isaiah the prophet. Behold, the God of my salvation, I shall trust and I will not be afraid. For Hashem is my strength. Which is an interesting phrase. I'm not exactly sure how to translate it, but my best guess would be he is the one to whom I sing. You need to know what is the concept of song 
in, in, this, in this context. He is the one to whom I sing, Vahili Yeshua, He was my salvation. He saved me. So first we start off with a short commentary from the Mitzudas David, and then we'll have a longer commentary from the Malbim. Hinekel Yeshuasi, this is my God, the God of my salvation. Hayal vi'imi kel Yeshuasi. Since God is with me, and He is the God of my salvation, eshkain betach v'le'efchad oid. I, I can dwell in safety, in quietude, in a sense of faith. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure of myself. I'm not afraid. I don't have to be afraid ever again because God has saved me and I know that He's going to continue to save me. The Malvim says, It's the God of my salvation. He's coming to explain that which it says in the Pasuk, I shall, I shall trust and I won't be afraid. It says the Malvim, what is this Pasuk talking about? It's very interesting. We say this Pasuk every single week. All these songs today. We speak about this Pasuk. The Malvim says, you know what this Pasuk is talking about? It's saying that I am absolutely positive that I will not continue once Hashem saves me, once Hashem redeems me, once Hashem brings me, the Jewish people, back to the land of Israel, I don't have to worry. Once the salvation comes, it will never, it will never be rescinded. Once Hashem brings us back here, we will never be dispersed again. Once the Kodesh Baruch Hu builds the third base of English, it will never ever be destroyed. It's going to be an eternal salvation. David HaMelech says that there are two reasons for this. I'm sorry, Yeshayo <laughs> Anovi, Isaiah the prophet. Let's, let's get it clear. I'm, I'm, I'm getting confused who's speaking here. Okay, Isaiah the prophet says there are two reasons. A person who trusts in a human being, he has to be afraid. That was a fly. He has to be afraid. A person might save me. A person might you know, recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. But how long is he going to stay the president, right? He might, he might die, he might weaken, he might not have the power of Alani Haloi Keli Shuasi. But I trust in Hashem, and Hashem, of course, has all the power, and that power never wanes. It never goes away. Second, Hanezar When a person is being helped, there's a big difference between a Yeshua and in Ezra. Ezra means Hashem helps me, right? Ezrimi am Hashem. My help is from Hashem. That's one type of, that's one type of idea, one type of salvation. But the deeper kind is Yeshua. Yeshua means salvation that I cannot help myself. Ezrimi am Hashem means God is helping me, but I'm doing it. I'm part of the, I'm part of the story. When I see that God is my salvation, that means that I have no power I'm completely unable to do anything by myself. And it's only Hashem. Because a person who has help, but he's also doing it. He has to be afraid. Maybe Hashem is not going to continue to help me. I'm doing things by myself. We'll see soon what that means. 
But it's not so when it comes to somebody who is saved, right? I'm thinking of, you know, uh, the lady's fallen off the Statue of Liberty and Superman sweeps down and catches her, you know? Like, that, that, that person was saved. Superman was, was the, the savior, right? When somebody helps me, it's just help. But who's doing the main thing? I'm doing the main thing. I'm being helped along, but I've got to do the main action. When it comes to salvation, that means I'm not doing anything at all. I'm not involved here. Because a Mashiach, a Savior, is somebody who saves me completely and I don't do anything. When it comes to the salvation of God, when salvation occurs because I have merited it, and we've spoken about this as well, but this is an important thing to review. When the salvation occurs because of some merit that I have, or maybe my parents have, or my grandparents, or somebody other than God Himself, that's called Hashem is saving me. If the reason I'm being saved is because I have some schos, I have some merit, I've done something good, what happens tomorrow when I do a sin, heaven forbid, and I don't have the schos anymore, I don't have the merit? That's it, I'm finished. God's not going to help me again. But if the salvation is coming because of God's kindness, without any looking in carefully, trying to see does this person really deserve it. That's called a salvation. That's called a salvation. If I genuinely sense, which if we think about it, it's true for all of us. If I genuinely sense I don't deserve Hashem to help me, but I see that Hashem is helping me. I see that Hashem has compassion on me. I see that Hashem is doing kindness with me, even though I don't deserve it. If Hashem does kindness with me, even though I don't deserve it, I can be sure that that kindness can, Hashem can apply that kindness at any moment. It doesn't depend on my actions. I can know that even if I don't deserve it, if Hashem is not looking at my merits, and I'm, I'm still getting this kindness, I can be sure that I can get it at any time. Isaiah the prophet says that Hashem is the God of my salvation with absolute kindness. And that's why I don't need to be afraid. I don't need to be afraid at all because if I don't deserve it and Hashem is still being kind to me, clearly He's doing it out of His own graciousness. And when Hashem does something out of His own graciousness, I can know that if He did it for me today, He's going to do it for me tomorrow. There's a, be- a beautiful prayer that some say on Friday night, thanking Hashem, thanking Hashem for all of the kindnesses that Hashem has done for me in the past and that He's going to do for me. How can I thank Hashem for something that He hasn't done for me yet? But this is the, the clear explanation for such, a, for such a possibility to say thank you. I can say thank you before Hashem does the kindness. I can say thank you, say thank you before Hashem gives, brings the salvation. Why? 
Because if Hashem has done kindnesses for me, that already proves that there's going to be more kindnesses in the future. Those are the ideas for today. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again next time.